successful people are fierce, not fearless. Fear is inevitable. Like, our brains are wired to keep us safe, keep us comfortable. They like to be in control. And anything outside of our comfort zone is going to come with some fears. Successful people feel that fear and they do it anyway. They are fierce in their pursuit of their goals, not fearless. Because in order to become successful, you're not going to be able to reprogram or rewire or get rid of every single limiting belief or every single fear that you have lingering in your mind. But like I said, you just have to be able to feel into the fear and not let it hold you back from being, doing, or having the things that you want in your life. You have to know how to silence your inner critic, silence your ego, and go after what you want regardless of what stories your mind makes up about what might happen. You have to focus on the positive what-ifs, not the negative what-ifs. Welcome to the Edge of Everything podcast. If you're an ambitious soul who's ready to master your mindset, become your best self, and manifest your dream life, then you are in the right place. Thank you for being here, and let's get into the episode. Hi, and welcome back to the Edge of Everything podcast. If you're new here, I'm your host, Autumn, and I'm so excited to have you here with us this week. This week, we're going to be diving into part four of the Monetize Your Magic series, and this episode is all about the mindset that you need to succeed and how to embody your next level CEO self. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to make sure that you guys have already listened to the first three parts of the series. We really laid a solid foundation for what we're going to cover in this week's episode, so make sure that if you haven't listened to the first three parts, go back and listen to those and then come and listen to this one. And if you're, you know, a regular here and you're noticing that things sound a little bit different this week, my microphone broke. So we're just thugging it out on Riverside this week. So I hope that the quality of the sound is okay. I'm so sad that my mic broke, but shit happens. We're just going to have to order another one and we'll be back swinging next week with, you know, better sound quality. But for now... We're just going to thug it out and have a great conversation because I'm really excited about this episode and I didn't want to let a broken mic stop me from showing up this week and chatting with you guys. And lastly, before we dive in, I just wanted to invite you to master your magic. I sent an email out to the email list who is a part of this series a few days ago, inviting them to a three-day intensive group coaching program called Master Your Magic, where I'm going to be helping you all to actually implement and integrate the information that we learned over the past four weeks. The series was originally supposed to be six weeks, but I realized that there's already so much content here and I actually want to work with those of you who would like to work with me to actually help you to, you know, step-by-step step implement this into your own life, into your own business, and to help you figure out, you know, what your magic is as a content creator, entrepreneur, or influencer, and how you can set up your personal brand, your business, and, you know, reprogram some of the limiting beliefs that might be holding you back from achieving the success and abundance that you desire. So Master Your Magic is going to be a three-day group coaching intensive on August 21st, 22nd, and 24th. And over the three days, I'm going to be helping you to clearly identify your five Vs, your vision, your values, your vibes, your voice, and your visuals, so that you can effortlessly attract your soulmate community and clients. I'm going to be helping you to map out your content so you have plenty of fresh and creative ideas to share with your community and provide value to your audience and so that you can show up consistently with a content strategy. I'm gonna help you decide what the most profitable business model is for you and your business, and how you can start generating some, generating some cash flow in your business and signing on some clients. And then I'm gonna help you to understand the subconscious blocks that are holding you back from the success and abundance that you desire, and we're gonna work through some of those and reprogram so that you can move forward towards your goals with confidence. Like I said, there's three calls, 90 minutes with me on Zoom, and then you also get two weeks of Telegram group chat support, one week during the actual program, and then one week after the program ends for any questions that you might have. And you'll also have an opportunity to connect with the other people who are joining. So if this sounds like something that interests you, you want to work with me to grow your brand or grow your business, I highly recommend joining Master Your Magic. All of the details that you need are written in the show notes, the link to the sign up pages there and the details as far as payment options go are all linked below. So I hope to see some of you there. I cannot wait to help you guys master your magic in those three days. So with that being said, let's dive in and talk about the mindset that you need to succeed and how to embody your next level CEO self. One of the biggest things that I've learned so far in my journey with, you know, becoming a content creator and being an entrepreneur is that success is 80% mindset and 20% strategy. 
and a lot of other people will tell you this too, success is all mental. And like, yes, the strategies and systems are important for, you know, building a foundation for your business, for scaling, for, you know, longevity and sustainability and success in that aspect. Like you have to know the systems and the strategies, which is why we talked about those things in the first two episodes before this one, um, because those things are very important. But honestly, I feel like mindset is the most important part because entrepreneurship is hard. Becoming a content creator, it's hard. You're putting yourself out there to be seen and heard and potentially judged by other people. And if you don't have the right mindset to support you, if you're not doing the energetic work to make sure that you can not only get there, but maintain and sustain the success and the the abundance that you're calling in, you're not actually going to be able to get there. And if you do, it's a lot more likely that you're going to sabotage it and you won't be able to actually keep it and sustain it. And I learned that last year with my journey. You guys, if you've heard me talk about this before on the podcast, I achieved a lot of success very quickly and I thought that I was ready for it. Like I manifested 250,000 followers, $50,000 in my business, a bunch of clients, brand deals. Like I called in all of the things that I thought I wanted. I thought I was ready for, but I quickly realized that I wasn't actually prepared energetically. I did a lot of mindset work around, you know, my beliefs and my identity. And I was doing that work actively while I was growing, but I didn't know that there was another piece to it, you know, the energetic work. And then also, despite how much mindset work that I was doing and working with a mindset coach, being an entrepreneur, being in the online space, being a content creator, it brings up a lot of fears and a lot of old stories and programming that you might have thought that you worked through before or that you didn't know was there. A lot of things from, you know, when I was a kid came up for me and beliefs about myself that aren't true, um, stories that I was telling myself about whether I was worthy of what I was calling in and if I deserved it and, you know, if I was actually qualified, a lot of imposter syndrome. And we're going to talk about some of the fears that, you know, a lot of people who are trying to become entrepreneurs or content creators might experience when they're growing their brand or business. And those all showed up for me. Like it was overwhelming. I remember the morning that I had kind of jumped from, I think it was like one day I had 10,000 followers and the next morning I woke up and it was at 50,000. I literally had a panic attack. <laughs> no, I, I'm not even kidding. It was just so overwhelming because I was like, oh my God, I'm opening myself up to being seen by all of these people. What if they judge me? What if they don't like me? What if they don't follow me? What if they don't think I'm qualified or what if I say something wrong? And there was just all of this fear that came up. It's like I got exactly what I wanted. And then I was quickly shown that like, okay, maybe, maybe I'm not as ready for this as I thought I was. Um, And so this kind of continued on for me throughout the rest of 2022. Like 2022 was a rough year for me, despite how much success and abundance that I was experiencing mentally, I was fucked. Like I was chronically anxious all the time. My nervous system was just in fight or flight mode nonstop, like cortisol on a thousand. And ultimately it led me to bring myself out. I ended up having to take several months off from my business. And I'm kind of at this place right now where I'm, you know, I'm not starting from scratch. I'm starting from experience. I know so much more than I did before. I have, you know, I have so much more knowledge and experience than I did when I first started, I guess it's about two years ago now with becoming a content creator and getting into entrepreneurship. It's only my first year, uh, full year of being an entrepreneur, but I'm not starting from scratch. I'm starting from experience. And this time around, I know what it takes to be successful because I failed before. I would not know what I know now if I had not gone through all of the things that I did in the past two years with working through the fears, working through the bad habits, the identity work, the nervous system work. All of these things have prepared me for stepping into this new era of my business and of being a entrepreneur and content creator. And it's and it's allowing me to, you know, share this with you because I don't want you to have to make the same mistakes I did. I want you to know, you know how to not only get there with the strategy and with the systems, but I want you to know what kind of mindset that you need to be in in order to be successful and how to, you know, regulate your nervous system and how to walk yourself through the hard times that you're going to experience. Because like I said, entrepreneurship, it is a beast of its own. Like working a nine to five, working a job that you hate is hard. 
but entrepreneurship is also hard. I think a lot of people come into it thinking it's going to be easy and it's going to be sunshine and rainbows. And some days it is. And some days it's like thunderstorms, there's tornadoes and fires everywhere. And you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off and it's hard. And so you need to make sure that you have the mindset and the energetic tools to help you stay grounded, to stay regulated, to be able to energetically hold this the success and abundance when you call it in. Because I do not want you to have to go through what I went through last year with, you know, losing all your money and making bad investments and overspending and self-doubt and burnout and just all of the shit that I went through last year. Like if I can help you avoid some of the mistakes that I made and be prepared to step into success and abundance without all the baggage that I did, that will help me feel so much better. (laughs) Because yes, while it will be hard, you don't have to go through what I went through in order to see that success and see that abundance. And that's why today we're going to be talking all about mindset because I really want to make sure that you guys understand what it takes to be successful, how to sustain it, and how to take care of your mental and physical health as you pursue success and abundance so that when you call it in, when you achieve all of those things that's that you're trying to, you don't sabotage it and you're able to keep it, grow it, and enjoy it when it comes. So like I was saying, success is 80% mindset, 20% strategy. The only person who can really hold you back, the only thing that can really hold you back from your goals and manifesting the life that you can't stop dreaming about is you. You're the only one who can hold you back. It's not your age. It's not your race. It's not your environment. It's not your education or qualifications. It's not how much money you have. There's nothing that can hold you back from what is meant for you except for the voice in your head that's telling you that you can't or that you're not good enough, or that you don't deserve it, or that you're not worthy, or that people are going to hate you, or whatever stories that your mind makes up, those are the only things that can hold you back from becoming who you're meant to be and doing what you're meant to do. And I'm not saying that there aren't, you know, real obstacles that many people have to overcome, and that it will be harder for some people than others. Like there are very real systemic barriers that might be holding certain groups of people back from you know, seeing the success and abundance that they want in their lives more quickly than other people, but it's still possible for them too. Like, I get that it's hard to think about striving for more and success and abundance when you're just struggling to survive. Like, I get it. And some of the most successful people in our world today came from nothing. They had to come, they had to overcome unimaginable circumstances to get to where they are now. I think about Oprah and Howard Schultz, the guy who started Starbucks, um, Jim Carrey, Jamie Kern Lima, um, Holly Berry. There's so many people out here who are doing such amazing things and they started from zero. They started from nothing, from poverty, from disadvantages, and they didn't let those things hold themselves back from getting to where they are now. And something I heard on a podcast, I can't remember who said this, but they said, it's not about your resources, it's about your resourcefulness. It's about your ability to take your thoughts and turn them into things. It's about your ability to see the possibilities in a world that wants you to only focus on the limitations. It's about how much you believe in yourself and your ideas and how big you're willing to be in a world that wants you to shrink. Because like I always say, you can do anything you set your mind to. You just have to believe it before you see it. So no matter where you're starting at, if you're starting from zero, if you're starting from 10, if you're starting from 100, you can get to where you want to be. It might not be as quickly as you want it to be. It might not be as easy as it will be for some other people, but it's possible. Like you can do anything you set your mind to. And I'm really hoping that with this series and with my podcast in general, I'm able to help you get from where you are now to where you want to be. Because I remember how I felt two years ago when I was sitting at rock bottom thinking that, you know, my best days were behind me, that I wasn't going to be able to achieve the goals that I had set for myself. And you know, live the life that I wanted to create for myself after going through all of the things that I did in 2020. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's easy to overcome your your mindset and the things that you're going through because it's hard. It's not easy at all. But when you choose to, when you decide that you're ready to stop being a victim, to stop letting your circumstances and the hardships that you experience hold you back from the life that you want to live and from you know, what's meant for you and you decide to go after it and you push through, 
you can do it. Like you can do anything you set your mind to with the right tools, with the right support, with the right knowledge and guidance. And I hope that by me sharing my experiences with you and what I've learned that you'll you'll be able to get to where you want to be and you'll avoid some of the mistakes that I made. So we're going to dive in and talk about common characteristics of highly successful people and how to develop these characteristics for yourself and embody your next level CEO self. So I chose 10 different characteristics or qualities of very successful people. I'm just going to run through them really quickly and then we're going to dive into them one by one. So the 10 common characteristics or qualities of very successful people are self-awareness and self-belief. They fill their cup first. They have a growth mindset, not a fixed mindset. They live in abundance, not scarcity. They fail fast and they learn from their mistakes. They're go-givers. They're self-motivated. They are fierce, not fearless. They collaborate, not compete. And they're journey focused rather than being outcome or results focused. So the first piece of this is the self-awareness and the self-belief. So in my opinion, I think self-awareness and self-belief are the most important parts of developing a success mindset because successful people know themselves and believe in themselves at a much deeper level. They have to. You have to know yourself. You have to know your what your good habits are, what your bad habits are. You have to know your strengths and your weaknesses. You have to be aware of what's going on in your mind, what fears you have, and you have to know what will ultimately hold you back from achieving the things that you want to in your life or in your business. And then on the flip side, you also have to have that self-belief because if you don't believe in you, no one else will. You have to believe in yourself and in your vision 110%. You have to see the vision. You have to believe in it before other people will see and believe in it. Like you can't expect other people to believe in you if you don't believe in yourself first. You have to know that you are capable of achieving the things that you desire and that you are worthy and deserving of them. And you have to believe in your ability to make shit happen for you. Because without these two pieces, without the self, without the awareness and without the belief, you're not going to get very far. Like those are just the bare minimum essentials for being a successful person. Like you have to have self-awareness and you have to have self-belief. Next, successful people fill their cup first. I say this all the time. You cannot pour from an empty cup. And especially when it comes to being an entrepreneur or a content creator where you're trying to provide value for other people and serve other people, you cannot neglect yourself. I learned this last year the hard way when I was, you know, running around trying to, you know, continue building my business and sign clients and create content and do all the things. There was like a stretch of time where I stopped working out. I stopped eating well. I stopped taking care of myself. I was staying up till like 2 a.m. working on content or, you know, other or stuff for my clients. And I just like completely neglected myself. I stopped pouring into my cup. And then I wasn't able to pour into other people. Like I, I ended up canceling a lot of client calls. I stopped posting on social media as much because I was drained. I wasn't prioritizing my physical and mental health and taking care of myself in the way that I should have been in order to be taking care of other people. So in order to actually be able to go out there and serve other people at the highest level, you have to make sure that you are filling your energetic cup first. You have to be taking care of yourself, you know, eating well, sleeping well, exercising, moving your body, and overall just like putting yourself first. And you want to make sure that you're doing this consistently. Don't wait until you're like on E to try and fill your cup back up. Don't let it get below like halfway full. Think of it like driving a car. You want to make sure that you always have gas in your tank. If you don't have gas, you can't go anywhere. Don't wait until you get to E and then try to run to the gas station and put gas in the car because one, it's going to be expensive. You're If your car is depleted, you're going to have to fill it up a lot more than you would if you had stopped when you were at like half a tank or, you know, even a quarter tank, which you shouldn't let yourself get to a quarter tank. Speaking in terms of like energy, like you don't want to let yourself get below that halfway point because it's so hard to fill your cut back up once it's you know close to empty so like i said make sure you're taking care of yourself you're doing things outside of your business that are just for you like please have hobbies i did not have hobbies last year i was like fully focused on my business and i was miserable and i wasn't having fun 
Now I prioritize fun and play and joy and pleasure in my life. I love to read. I like to go for walks, working out. I like to go bike riding, um, spending time with my friends and my family. I like to go out to eat at restaurants and try new things. Like I'm taking a pottery class, go ice skating sometimes. Now I'm not making my business the central part of my life because where did I hear this quote the other day? Someone said, you build your business around your life. Don't build your life around your business. And that's so true because the more that you like put the focus on your business or on your success and you pour all of your energy into that, if it, if something, say something happens and you're, you don't end up being successful or you decide that you don't want to be an entrepreneur, when you have your entire identity wrapped up in that thing, if you lose it, it's going to be so detrimental to you and to your mental health. And you're going to, you know, feel like such a failure and like you don't have anything else to show for in your life. And also you're damaging your relationships when you're not pouring into those cups as well. You want to make sure that, you know, you're pouring your time and your energy into the places that matter to you. And like, yes, your business should matter to you. Being successful, it should matter to you, but it shouldn't be everything. It should not be the end all be all. You have to have a life outside of your business and making money. And you have to make sure that you are filling your cup first, prioritizing your health, your happiness, because ultimately you make more money and you're more successful when you're having fun. Like from an energetic standpoint, a more um, spiritual manifestation standpoint, you attract what you are. When you're in that needy energy and you're, you know, hustling all the time and you're running around, putting all your focus into your business and you're stressed out, you're anxious, When you're putting out that energy, you're not going to be calling in the things that you want. You're just going to be calling in more of that same energy, more of that same stress and anxiety and fear. You want to make sure that you are acting from a place of overflow, from abundance. So in order to give to other people, to put out content that is, you know, of the highest value and create programs and offers that people want to come into and you're able to serve them and make sure that you're not canceling client calls and rescheduling all the time and you're not sleeping 10 hours a day because you're so drained or you're not sleeping enough because you're too wired and too afraid to let yourself rest. You have to make sure that you have that balance and you're taking the time to give yourself what you need, filling yourself up enough with what fills your soul, what makes you happy, what gives you energy, so much so that you are just overflowing because you are so abundant that it doesn't drain you at all to give to other people. That's what you want. You don't want to be at the halfway point. You don't want to be on E. You don't even want to be like full. You want to be overflowing. You want to have so much energy, so much excitement and enthusiasm. You're taking care of yourself so well because you've poured so much into yourself that you're overflowing enough that you can freely, easily, abundantly give to other people. And I talked a little, a little bit about this in the last episode, um, but yeah, just filling your cup first is so important. And then also on another side of this, you can fill your cup by investing in yourself. And this is, you know, investing in mentorship and coaching and community, but also investing in your hair, your skin, your nails, whatever makes you feel good investing in, you know, a nice gym, investing in massages once a week, if that's what you like to do for yourself. Just making sure that you're putting as much time, effort, and energy into your well-being as you are into your business. The next piece is that successful people have a growth mindset. They do not have a fixed mindset. People who have a growth mindset believe that they can get better. They're working towards improvement. They believe that when they put the time, the energy, and the effort in, they can get better and grow as they go. People who have a fixed mindset, they believe that they have this skill and or this characteristic or quality about themselves, and there's no room for improvement. They have to get it perfect the first time, or it's not worth doing at all. Um, people who have fixed mindsets tend to be perfectionists, and they're afraid to take action because they don't want to take the wrong action. They want to get it right the first time. And one thing that I've learned and that I've observed in other people that are successful and doing research and learning from them and learning about them is that every successful person has a growth mindset. They believe that with the right tools, with the right knowledge and support, they can improve on whatever skill or area that they're trying to develop. They are not afraid to take messy action. They release the need to be perfect the first time. And they know that they can always go back and refine later. Like I said, they grow as they go. 
They're also solution-focused versus problem-focused. They're optimistic and curious, and they live in the creation orientation versus the problem orientation. If you haven't read the book, You're Not Broken by Christopher Michael Duncan, I think that's his name, he talks about this idea that there's a creation orientation and a problem orientation, and you can't create a better outcome when you're focused on the problem. So people who have growth mindsets versus a fixed mindset, they tend to focus on these things. They're more optimistic. They believe in their ability to create change in their lives and to get the results that they want when they're willing to, you know, put in the work and take the time, take the right steps, and they're patient with themselves. Successful people also live in abundance. They have an abundance mindset and they don't live in scarcity. They believe that there is more than enough to go around. They're not afraid to spend money to make money. They're open to giving and receiving. They work on their money mindset. You know, being successful, one of the biggest things that you have to work on is your money mindset. I learned this last year because like I said, I made more money than I ever had. And I thought I had a good money mindset. Like I thought, you know, having an abundance mindset meant that you can spend however you much, however much you want and you don't have to worry about it because it's just gonna come back. And there's like a spectrum of having an abundance mindset. And I was way on the on the side of the spectrum where you don't necessarily want to be like, yes, it's good to believe that money will come back to you and that it'll circulate, but don't be like me and spend all your money and then have to be stressed about where it's going to come from again. Because it's like you have an abundance mindset too much to the point that you go overboard with your spending and then you end up back in a scarcity mindset because you're not sure when you're going to make more money again. There's also another end of the spectrum where you're too much in scarcity and you're afraid to let go of money like you're hoarding it you don't believe that it's going to come to you you feel like it's hard to make money hard to keep money you demonize money there's a lot of different aspects of money mindset that most of us have to work on because we live in a culture where money is like glamorized and demonized at the same time like people want money but you know you don't want to have too much money because then you're money hungry or you're greedy or you're you know the devil or whatever, if you have too much money or taking away from other people. And there's the side where like, you need money because we need to survive. Um, and you don't want to be poor because then you're not able to, you know, live the life that you want to live and have the experiences and, you know, the lifestyle that you want. And people don't want to talk about money. They don't want to tell you how much they make or how they made it. And there's just, there's so much that goes on with money mindset, which is we're going to do another episode. I have a special guest coming on who's going to talk all about money mindset. But of the things that I've observed from successful people, they have an abundance mindset. They know that there is enough money in the world to go around for every person to be abundant and to have enough money to create the life that they want to have. And abundance isn't just about money. It's also about, you know, having an abundance of love, having an abundance of community and friendships, relationships. It's being abundant in your creativity and the ideas that you have. Like a lot of people go straight to money when it comes to abundance because that's what we tend to think about when we think, you know, manifesting abundance. But there's so many other ways to manifest abundance. There are plenty of people in the world who you know, might be considered quote unquote poor or they might not be making a lot of money, but they're abundant because they have things outside of money that make them feel abundant. Like abundance is a feeling more than it is something to be measured. It's how you feel about yourself in the world and whether or not you feel like you are fulfilled and sustained by the people, experiences, resources that you have in your life. So working on your money mindset and, you know, developing your belief in manifestation and the law of attraction also can help with the feeling of abundance. Next, successful people fail fast and they learn from their mistakes. Failure is inevitable. Like, there is no way around it. And if someone tells you that they haven't failed, they're lying. Like, everyone is going to fail at something at some point in their life, in their business. I failed a whole bunch this past year. Like I mentioned with the self-sabotage and um, with losing money, like there was a point where I had no clients after I had, like I went from having 12 clients to having no clients and that felt like a failure to me. There was a point where I had $20,000, no no joke, in my bank account. And then I had like $100 in my bank account. Even now, like I'm working through, you know, paying off some debt. And for me, that feels like a failure because I hate owing other people money. 
Um, failure is relative. It's subjective. Like what I consider a failure for myself might not be what someone else considers a failure. What someone else considers a failure, I might not consider a failure. So it's it's subjective. But at the end of the day, failure is inevitable and you have to be okay with that. You have to not let it hold you back and keep you down. You have to get back up and learn from the mistakes because the only way you fail is if you give up or if you don't learn the lesson. So successful people, they fail fast. They fail and then they get back up. They learn the lesson. They don't make the same mistake again. And they're resilient. They persevere. And it makes for a good story. Nobody wants to read a story about a main character who just goes from point A to point B without having to go through some ups and downs. Like that would be a boring ass story. The places where you fail, the mistakes that you make, the lessons that you learn, that's what makes the story interesting. That's what makes the story worth telling. Mistakes and failures aren't something to be ashamed of or to let stop you from, you know, pursuing your dreams and your goals. They're a part of the process and they're what make the story good. They're what make the journey worth taking. And so if you can, you know, fail faster, pick yourself back up, learn from those mistakes and not make them again, that's what makes you successful. So fail faster and learn from your mistakes. And next, successful people are go-givers. There's this really cool book that I read about business. It's called The Go-Giver. And it talks about these different qualities of successful people. And we're not going to get into it today because it's a really nice book. I'm going to make a separate episode that goes into those principles and qualities. But to make the long story short, successful people focus on giving. They're focused on serving, on providing value. They have empathy for the people that they're trying to connect with and lead and serve. They have emotional intelligence and they're authentic. In order to receive, you have to be willing to give. And one of the principles from this book that we'll talk about really quickly is give more in value than you take in payment. This is a value that I try to embody so much because it's just the story itself is powerful and we're going to talk about it in that separate episode. But Think about when you're showing up online, like especially if you are a service provider, like you're trying to exchange a service with someone for money, like you want them to pay you to help and you help them get something. You have to give a lot more in value than you're trying to receive in payment in order to make the energetic exchange. And it's not just giving for the sake of giving so you can get something. It's giving because you genuinely want to give value to someone else. Like here with this podcast, I made this podcast not because it's going to grow my business. Like I have not signed a client from this podcast. I'm doing this podcast because I like to provide value. I like to teach. I like to connect. I like to ask questions and have guests and have conversations. This is my way of giving more in value than I would ever take in payment. You know what I mean? And so if you're doing something just for the sake of doing it because you're trying to make money from it, people I feel like can tell and the universe can tell like that energy, the energy that you're putting out into the world is what you get back. And so when you're going to give and you're thinking about, okay, I'm going to give more in value than I take in payment, do it because you genuinely want to get genuinely want to give someone else value for something. And because you're doing that from a more like heart centered place, you will receive back from that exchange, if that makes sense. But you can't be banking on it. Like you can't, you can't just go into it with the intention of getting something. Always go with the intention of giving and helping someone else to learn something new or avoid making a mistake or solving their problem. Like be a go-giver. Be willing to give more than you get. And I just feel like as part of principles of abundance, you will receive like energy for that which you're putting out. I hope that made sense. <laughs> The next quality is successful people are self-motivated. If you want to be successful, you have to be self-motivated. You cannot rely on someone else to get you to where you want to be. Like it's on you, especially as an entrepreneur. Like you don't have a boss telling you when something's due, giving you deadlines, you know, making sure that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing every single day, putting in the work, putting in the time, the effort, the energy. It's all on you to get you to where you want to be if you want to be successful and do it on your own as an entrepreneur or a content creator. There's no one who's going to be checking in with you to make sure that you posted today or that you, you know, worked on your course or whatever you're trying to create. 
you have to be self-motivated enough to get yourself up out of bed every day and do what it takes to get to your goals. You have to be able to hold yourself accountable and have the discipline to say no when you need to. Like you have to show up and do the work because no one else is going to do it for you. And this is one of the biggest things that I've been learning because I sometimes like having an authority figure to tell me what to do. I don't, but I do sometimes. If you know what I like, do you know what I mean? Like I can never see myself working a nine to five. Um, I do not like being told what to do. But I saw this thing on TikTok and this girl was saying how sometimes we're motivated more by consequences. I feel like I'm definitely someone who's motivated by consequences. Like if I know that someone else is relying on me to for a deadline or to give them something or something bad will happen if I don't do X, Y, and Z, I'm a lot more likely to get it done and to get it done, you know, well and way ahead of time than if I am just doing it and I have to like, you know, monitor myself and hold myself accountable. Um, So like last year when I was just getting started and even now sometimes I'll have like a deadline that I set for myself and I won't follow through. Like I'll say, oh, I'll just, I'll just do it next week. I'll put it on tomorrow's to-do list. It's fine. I'm my own boss. I don't need to do it today. But that's a part of, you know, being self-motivated and holding yourself accountable and having discipline. It's keeping the promises that you make yourself. Like you can't always say I'll do it tomorrow or I'll do it next week because even though you might not have like a boss who's telling you what to do, if you're a business owner or you have deadlines for, you know, a brand deal or or something like that, you have to be able to be self-motivated enough to get up and hit those deadlines because there are people who are relying on you. Like even if you're giving away free value, if you want to be consistent with showing up on social media and you say, okay, I'm going to post Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but you're not showing up Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, like you're showing up Monday and then you'll miss a Wednesday and then you'll show up Thursday and then Friday and then the next week you won't. That inconsistency, your audience is going to get used to that. They're not going to, you know, trust you to show up when you say you're going to show up. So successful people, they need to be self-motivated enough to not only keep the promises to themselves and be able to hold themselves accountable, but to show up for the people who are relying on them, who are waiting on them and who need them. You have to be able to lead yourself before you can ever lead someone else. So you have to be self-motivated and you have to keep the promises that you make yourself. The next one is that successful people are fierce, not fearless. Fear is inevitable. Like our brains are wired to keep us safe, keep us comfortable. They like to be in control and anything outside of our comfort zone is going to come with some fears. Successful people feel that fear and they do it anyway. They are fierce in their pursuit of their goals, not fearless. Because in order to become successful, you're not going to be able to reprogram or rewire or get rid of every single limiting belief or every single fear that you have lingering in your mind. But like I said, you just have to be able to feel into the fear and not let it hold you back from being, doing, or having the things that you want in your life. You have to know how to silence your inner critic, silence your ego, and go after what you want regardless of what stories your mind makes up about what might happen. You have to focus on the positive what-ifs, not the negative what-ifs. Next, successful people collaborate. They're not in competition. They, like I said earlier with the abundance mindset, they know that there's more than enough to go around. They don't feel the need to compete with the person next to them in order to achieve the success that they desire. Instead of competing with other people, they collaborate, they network, they help other people grow and then grow together. I talked about this in the last episode a little bit with like the idea of climbing a mountain you want to go on a team everyone's you know on their own individual journey with climbing that mountain but they're going up the mountain together they're supporting each other they're there for each other when they need to be and they're all going to make it to the top eventually but they know that they're stronger together it's better to go together than to try and go alone and do everything all on your own do everything all by yourself and you know you don't want to be trying to shove someone down the mountain just so you can climb up faster like that's so that's so wrong. You wouldn't want to do that to someone in real life. So don't try and do that to people online. Don't try and sabotage others and compete with them to try and get ahead or to get to the success faster. There's more than enough to go around and it's going to be a lot more fun, a lot easier if you're going together with other people who are on a similar journey as you than if you try and go alone and make it a competition. And lastly, successful people focus on the journey, not the outcome or the results. 
One of my favorite quotes is, the man who loves walking will walk further than the man who loves the destination. Because when you fall in love with the journey, everything else take care is, takes care of itself. This is one of the biggest things that I've had to learn the past year because I am a very outcome results focused person. And that's kind of why I burnt myself out. Like I was so focused on getting more money getting more clients, getting more success, more followers, all the things. I forgot that I got into this because I loved the process. I love the journey of creating content. I love the journey of having conversations with people and providing value and just learning in general. Like I am a sponge. Part of my human design is that I love to learn things. And so that's why I got into this journey. Like, so the past few months have been a lot of me trying to tap back into why I fell in love with, you know, being in the online space and why I wanted to be an entrepreneur to begin with. Because yes, I obviously want to get to the results. I obviously want to get to the outcome that I'm trying to achieve, but I do not want to be miserable in pursuit of that. Like, I do not want to burn myself out again. I do not want to, you know, be struggling 24-7, always focused on, you know, racing to the finish line and needing to get there by next year, putting timelines on myself because of what I see other people my age accomplishing um, and being hard on myself for not being there faster because that's not going to help me. That's not going to help you being hard on yourself and judging yourself and trying to race to the finish line into the outcome. It's not going to help you. It's probably just going to keep you further from actually getting there. I think a lot of the work that we need to do as high achievers, ambitious people is learn to enjoy the journey, be present with where you are right now and stop trying to get there as as fast as possible. Another quote I love is slowly is the fastest way to get to you want to be. And that's another thing I've been learning is that the faster that I tried to go, the sloppier I got. The faster I tried to go, the more mistakes that I made, the more anxious I was, the more unhappy I was. Like the faster I tried to go, the more everything just started to fall apart. But when you slow down and you become intentional and you take the pressure off of yourself to perform and to get there as quick as possible and you learn to fall in love with the journey in the little steps, like you enjoy pouring into your craft and learning and connecting with others and you make it fun for you and you release all of the stress and the anxiety that, that was weighing you down from the pressure that you were putting on yourself to get to the destination, it becomes so much more enjoyable and you actually will get there a lot faster because you're not going to make as many mistakes. You weren't rushing to get there. You were taking your time and you actually learn to enjoy the process rather than resenting it or making it something that you have to move away from as fast as possible. Like there's nothing wrong with taking your time to get to where you want to be. In our culture, especially like my generation, my mom, I've, I've talked about this before, but my mom calls us the microwave generation because we want results immediately. Like put something in the microwave, put it on for 30 seconds and our food comes out hot. But when it comes to our goals, that's not how things work. It's not realistic. And so we have to be okay with taking the long route, take the scenic route, enjoy the sights. And you know, like if you're on a trip, you're going to make some pit stops. You're going to have to stop for gas and refuel. You're going to get some snacks and go out to eat and go to different events and locations. Like you have to enjoy the journey, the stops, filling up the gas. Like you have to enjoy every part of it, even the hard parts, because like we talked about with failing fast and learning from your mistakes, even those parts are important to the story. They're important for the journey and for getting to the outcome. So have some patience with yourself, have some grace and slow down. Like you do not have to be there tomorrow just because you see other people your age doing big things and you see them achieving it super quickly does not mean that's the norm. And that also does not mean that you have to race to try and be like them. So you can say that you achieved XYZ by age 25. Talking to myself here too, because I definitely was one of those people. But the more that I slow down and become intentional and be okay with and fall in love with the journey, the less I need to rush to get to that destination and to try and prove myself to other people or to prove that I'm good enough or, you know, get there as fast as possible because I'm trying to compete with the person next to me. So those are the 10 characteristics and qualities of highly successful people that I wanted to talk about with you today. And the way that you tap into those, the way that you embody your next level 
CEO self who has these qualities and who can achieve the success that you desire is to take it day by day. I talked about this in the episode about becoming your best self, but honestly, I could tell you all of the different things that I work with, you know, my clients on to help them implement these qualities and rewire their minds and train their nervous systems. But one, we don't have time for that today. This episode is already long as hell. And two, I don't want to overwhelm you. I just want you to start focusing on these four things and step-by-step, day-by-day, you'll be able to embody these qualities and embody your next level CEO self. The first thing that I want you to focus on is self-awareness. Like we talked about earlier, you cannot go anywhere without awareness first. So start paying attention to the way that you talk to yourself, to the thoughts that you have on a daily basis, on a regular basis. Start paying attention to your habits and your routines and start being more intentional about the thoughts, words, and actions that you do because those are ultimately what will determine the outcomes that you get in your life and your ability to to achieve success. You guys know I love my quotes, but (laughs) there's one quote that I love by Lao Tso. I think that's how you say his name. You've probably heard this quote, watch your thoughts, they become your words. Watch your words, they become your actions. Watch your actions, they become your habits. And watch your habits, they become your character. And it's so true. It all starts with your thoughts, your words, your actions, your habits. And in order to change those, in order to become someone you've never been, to to do something you've never done, to have something that you've never had before, you have to have the awareness of what's holding you back from those things. You have to be aware of of your identity, of your self-talk, of your thoughts, of your words, your actions, your habits in order to change them. So first things first is to just build the self-awareness, start paying attention. And then next, you have to hold yourself accountable. You have to not only observe those thoughts, words, habits, and actions. Once you notice them, you have to hold yourself accountable. You have to say, okay, this is who I've been being. This is how I got here. I'm, I'm at point A. I want to get to point B. You have to hold yourself accountable for how you got to point A. You have to take responsibility for your role in creating the reality that you're experiencing right now. Once you do, it's your responsibility to change it. That's why it's so important to develop that self-awareness because once you become aware and you know what's holding you back, you know how you've gotten in whatever situation you're in right now, you have to be accountable for getting yourself out of it. You have to say, okay, I've had enough. I know how I got here. Now I want to get to this new place. You have to take responsibility for getting yourself out and into that new reality. Hold yourself accountable for the things that you're doing, for the way that you were shaping your reality with your thoughts, words, actions, and habits, and decide to consciously create a new reality. And the next step is where that comes in. It's with aligned action. And this is where I see most people come, they're trying to just jump straight into action without first having the awareness and taking accountability. They want to jump straight into, you know, changing their life, implementing all of these different tools and techniques that we'll talk about in future episodes um, to rewire and reprogram. Like I said, you first need the awareness, then the accountability, then you can get into the aligned action. And aligned action is going to look a lot different for every person. Um, That's why I always recommend having a mentor or a coach who can help guide you. Because when I first started, I did not know, first of all, what aligned action was. I'll talk about that in a second. I didn't know what aligned action was. I just thought there was action like you just do shit and shit happens results happen but no that's not aligned action and so once I started working with my first mindset coach she showed me the parts of myself that I wasn't able to see she helped me develop the awareness she helped me hold myself accountable and then she helped me to take the next right steps to get me to where I wanted to be and that's where what aligned action is it's not just taking steps it's taking the right steps it's being intentional with the actions that you do take and making sure that those actions align with the person that you're trying to become and the goals that you're trying to achieve. It's not just, you know, throwing up content for the sake of throwing up content. It's like, okay, how can I create content that serves the person that I'm trying to connect with, that's aligned with my values and my vision and my mission that will get me one step closer to connecting with someone who needs to hear it. It's being very intentional and focused with where you put your time, 
attention and energy. That's aligned action. It's not just doing random shit and expecting the results to happen. You have to make sure that you are taking the right steps to get to where you want to be. And then the last step of this formula that I've created is alchemy. Once you have the awareness, you've taken the accountability, you've taken the aligned action, that's when the alchemy happens. That's when the magic happens. That's what alchemy is. It's turning your thoughts into things. It's the creation process. And this happens after you've taken those other first three steps. Once you've done those things, the alchemy kind of becomes effortless. Like you are the magic. That's why it's important to take these other steps first. Because a lot of people think that, you know, manifestation and alchemy is just about what you have to do. It's about who you have to be. The alchemy happens when you have the awareness, you have the accountability, you're taking the aligned action, your thoughts, words, actions, habits, they all align with the version of you who has what you desire. And then the universe co-creates with you to alchemize that into your reality. That's why it's the last step, because you can't get to the alchemy without the other three steps first. So I know this was a lot. That's why today we're not going to talk too much about actually reprogramming and diving into the subconscious mind and all of the limiting beliefs and self-sabotage. We would be here for literally three hours. Um, We're definitely going to go through this in future podcast episodes, but I wanted you to understand the mindset that it takes to succeed and kind of break down my four-step process of abundance alchemy. That's what it's called um, for helping you get there. So. But that being said, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope that you now understand what it takes to be a successful person and that you know what steps to start with in terms of how you can actually change your life and start moving in the direction that you want to be in. If you'd like to get into the nitty gritty, address your specific mindset blocks, you want to work through some of your own limiting beliefs and self-sabotage and learn how to rewire your subconscious mind, please feel free to DM me on Instagram or book an alignment session. Um, I think that's a great first step if you want to get a taste of what it's like to work with me or you have a specific belief that you feel is blocking you. The link for that is in the show notes. And then like I said, we will go through some of these limiting beliefs and actually how to rewire your subconscious mind um, in future episodes. And we'll also be doing this in the three-day intensive Master Your Magic program. So if that's something you're interested in, let me know. The form is in the show notes. And yeah, I hope to see some of you guys there. And if you're listening to this after the series is over and it's not real time, Master Your Magic has ended, the email list has ended, but you still want the information that I sent to my email list, I created a massive ebook for you guys with all of the information that was sent to my email list for this series and more. This ebook goes super deep and is packed with information and activities to help guide you through starting, growing, and monetizing your brand and social media and working through the mindset blocks that are holding you back from the success and abundance that you desire. So if that's something that you're interested in, the link to get the ebook is in the show notes. And if you would like one-on-one support, feel free to book a strategy session with me or apply for one-on-one mentorship. All of the links are in the show notes. If you have any questions, please feel free to message me or email me. And um, if you've enjoyed this episode, if if you've enjoyed this series, please make sure to leave me a rating and review. You don't understand how much I appreciate those and how much they help to grow the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I'll see you next week.